0: Hello, fellow songwriters, and welcome to the 27th episode of the How Songs Are Made podcast, where we talk to notable artists about their songwriting process. I'm your host, Trey Xavier, and today we're going to be talking to Adam from Lorna Shore about how they write songs. Today's episode is sponsored, as always, by the amazing DistroKid and their awesome Splits feature. This is the DistroKid feature that will probably prevent the most unnecessary conflict within a band. How many bands do you know that have fallen apart just because of money shit? You don't have to worry about that because within DistroKid you can very easily split all the incoming money from any given track or album between yourself and unlimited collaborators. If you and a friend collaborate on a track, you could set the split at 50-50 when you upload it, and then DistroKid will automatically split all of the incoming revenue, and they'll never have to worry if you're holding out on them. Uh, Your collaborators will also need to make a DistroKid account, but they're going to get a 50% discount, so it's only 10 bucks. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. Check the link in the description for 7% off your first year of DistroKid. And now, their new album, Pain Remains, is out this Friday. Please welcome my guest, Adam D'Amico from Lorna Shore.
1: Hello. Yo. It is I.
0: I know it's a it's a very grandiose intro.
1: I know. I feel like I uh, I undersold it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could come in on flaming chariots, but unfortunately, uh, budgets yeah uh, Dude, <laughs> doesn't allow me to do such things. Tell me
0: about it. I mean, this is uh, this I'm I'm actually inside of a potato right now. <laughs> you think it looks like a lot, but. I'm doing a lot on nothing. This is, yeah. So how are you doing, dude? I'm
1: doing great. I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Great to have you. Thank you for taking the time. I am very excited to get you on. We, you know, uh, one one of the most requested bands for this, for sure. Um, and so, honestly, it's it's almost a bit wild to me that you guys have the, the time to do stuff like this. It seems like over the last year or two, it's just been a meteoric, upward trajectory for you guys is it nuts
1: oh yeah it's definitely nuts i just was in the middle of rehearsing and i was like oh shit i saw the time let me bring my laptop over here where i have this like kind of haggard mic setup going on over here for today that i was like oh yeah let me actually go do this so yeah it has been a non-stop ride um awesome but yeah it's definitely been non-stop wild yeah it definitely is
0: you've been sort of teasing this new album for a minute now got a couple mm-hmm. a few singles out am i wrong in thinking that it was since june we've seen singles yeah that's
1: correct i think the first single came out on the chaos and carnage tour i think is either like late may early june but yeah pretty much since that point in time and uh have just had songs coming out pretty much feels like every month till yeah till the record comes out
0: which is next week or not next week this week this friday five days from now
1: yeah like in five days which is insane absolutely insane but yes friday it's
0: a very exciting time so basically on this podcast there is one question and all the other questions are follow-up questions to that question so the thing that uh that we want to talk about is what is your usual songwriting process for the band and how was it different for this album
1: oh man what is my usual songwriting process Oh boy. Um, I don't think it's much to answer the, uh, the, 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 second question, I can definitely say it's not much different, but realistically it pretty much just starts with me playing guitar, obviously, uh, as a guitar player, start playing guitar. Um, and usually sitting in front of a computer and like, well, the, the, the dreaded blank canvas of your DAW, <laughs> it's basically that. And, um, usually it's just a lot of trial and error. It's just like, kind of what mood am I in? What vibe am I feeling? Um, Josh kind of gave me a good trick. Uh, Josh being our producer, he was just like, what have you been listening to? And just kind of going based off of that, even just if like a lot of the music you've been listening to follows the same like tempo or a similar key or whatever it may be. And I'm like, all right. And I would do that sometimes when I'd write songs, basically would be what am I listening to and like kind of what vibe am I feeling? So usually always for sure starts with like, what intention do I have? Because I feel like I used to shoot in the dark and that blank canvas in front of you of like, what do I do is even more blank. Cause you're like, I not only do I have nothing, I don't even know what I want to do. So for me, it usually starts with like an intention of like, what am I trying to write? And like doing a dive within myself of like, what am I emotionally feeling? Am I feeling super like anxious and neurotic and like high strong? Then like, that's probably what's going to come out musically. If my and my feelings are a little bit more like dread and and sorrow and like sad like it's going to come out and like just being aware of my like current state is really important because I feel like at least I know where I'm at not that like if I'm in this state I can't write something else but nine times out of ten or even 9.5 times out of ten it's it's generally like how I'm feeling currently is generally how I write yeah I think that's just kind of like where my starting point really is Is just like checking in with myself to be like what do i feel
0: i'm not gonna lie that makes me a little bit worried about you adam listening to your music and hearing that oh (laughs) i write what what i'm feeling like at the moment and then i listen to your and like oh no oh there's you seem so nice and happy there is an ocean of darkness inside of you
1: yeah and that's the thing is like um I'm really big into like psychology and like mental health and stuff like that and all that. And I think we all have that 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 deep de- deep pit of despair in us to some degree, or we have like some demons in our closet. And the more we kind of ignore the closet, the more they start to haunt us. And I'd rather get those demons out uh, and put them, let them put them on the world to display, so that it, they kind of affect me a little bit less. So yeah, that's just kind of uh, that's like kind of where it comes from is is basically just like checking in with myself and and uh, seeing how I feel and just kind of going like, what do I want to do? Because I do believe music serves one of two purposes one it's to reinforce the state that you're in or two it's to escape the state that you're in and sometimes I might be in a state that I'm in I'm like I want to run from that and like so then it's like what feeling am I chasing am I chasing a feeling of triumph am I chasing a feeling of like energy am I chasing a feeling of whatever it may be maybe I want to artificially create that and kind of like follow that rabbit but yeah it's usually starting with like especially this record was starting with an emotional standpoint and I think just because maybe I have a lot more emotional intelligence than I did maybe years ago so maybe to go based off my last statement I'm retracting that I guess this is different (laughs) this time around is that i have a lot more intelligence within myself to be like what do i want to do how do i want to proceed like what's the purpose of the song what do i want the outcome to become and even if it doesn't become that way it's good to have like a target if you will because i've i've just sat there just like free flow just writing and i'm just like what are you doing versus like having a reason it makes it a little bit easier
0: it's all got to start somewhere and yeah yeah that sort of i call it the sandboxing stage where you just kind of like dicking around with stuff and that's that's important too but that thing that you said that okay what what are we doing like what is this for
1: yeah if you like if you want to write a movie and you're like okay what kind of movie you want to write it's like i don't know i want to write a movie it's like well there's so many different categories of movies it gonna be a horror it's gonna be is it gonna be like a lord of the rings clone is it gonna be a sci-fi thriller is it gonna be a 80 80s mafia film like there's so many different films within that that just like you at least have to know what you want to do. And I think just having a somewhat of a of an idea helps. And I think that's the one thing that really helped with this record, especially when we were like super stuck, was that like we didn't establish identities of songs and what we wanted to do with them. Then once we started d- establishing themes and identities, it made it a little bit easier. It didn't like solve the problem, but at least it gave you like a a direction, if you will, versus like waiting for the direction to find you based off of what you're writing.
0: So when you're thinking about this are you mostly thinking about the track, the guitars the the orchestration, and all of that? Are you also considering the lyrics? Do you write any of the lyrics, or is that all will
1: so, it's, so will is the is does all the heavy lifting? I think he likes having a council um but I will say he does majority heavy lifting. He'll like come to us and and we'll give him like suggestions. A lot of the stuff that we'll do is more so adjustments more so like hey actually these are strong lyrics they kind of belong over here but usually the themes the ideas kind of come from him and he'll run it by us and usually i'm not really like we're all on the same page which helps so it's it's kind of like we're all like this like amoeba of if you will uh, of, of you know so we're all on the same page so but yeah i'll just kind of give direction if you will but like broad direction nothing like i'm thinking of like vocal phrasing for this chorus if you will like not really i may think of like this riff doesn't need that much vocal so like dial it back here uh or this is space for you so have at it so that's the extent of just like maybe the how in detail and 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 out of detail and maybe like somewhat rhythmically for the most part but even then like i try to like let people do what they think because that's what makes being in a band fun is that like i may have a perspective on a part or or something else like that and someone else may hear it completely differently and like their perspective might be better and might be more enjoyable than what i was thinking so i try to open up that like that at first like i'll have it in my mind i'll let people do their thing first and i'll be like actually this is kind of what i was thinking because if you know and then and then kind of take it from there but generally speaking it's from the melodic standpoint because as a guitar player like the thing that i'm drawn to is just the the melody of the song and and the energy of the song is uh so it's usually just some music so like guitar drums orchestration and stuff like that um not really thinking about vocals too much because that's a lot to think about: guitar, drums, vocals, orchestras, but <laughs> without vocals, rather. So, yeah, it's a lot.
0: So maybe you could walk us through, for example, one one of the one of the new tracks. Let's say the the first pain remains part one. Okay. Or, um, so you've got a, like you said, you've you're coming up with a mood. You you're you've got a sort of general direction. What is what are the actual steps that you take that you took for for that track to get it from nothingness? to at least the first rough idea the outline
1: so that is actually an interesting way that we wrote a song which was the three-part pain remains uh like trilogy um it didn't start with part one actually it um started with part two so basically we went into the studio and and i always have more serious working titles i used to do like you know bands would do like funny comical working titles for songs and i just feel like that just took me out of the mood um if i would see like i used to do it it would be like hamburger jones and i'm just like i don't you can't have a song about like something sad and 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 just every time you open up it just says Hamburger Jones. You're just like, all right, I, I don't feel that. So for so when I wrote what was Pain Remains too, I just had it in all lowercase, just like Pain Remains. And uh, so that's just been the working title for a while, like just for 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 Pain Remains too. I've always loved long multiple part songs. So like one of my favorite records was colors. And that was the first time from between the buried me. That was my first time hearing like a, an album that was like a continuous song, basically like everything went into each other, repeated themes came back, like ideas, all that stuff. I was like, this is like musical genius at its finest. And I was like, I never heard anything like that. So I was like, so blown away. I just listened to like regular metal. That was just like each song was kind of different. Even if the album was a concept, the songs weren't blending into each other. And then like, you know, bands like uh, when faceless put out autotheism, I love the three-part autotheism. Uh, I think the Contortionist did, Exoplanet did two parts, and they did, I think, on language as well. I just always loved it, because I feel like you can just take a listener on a journey and you have more time to do it, versus like, okay, you have a a three-and-a-half, five-minute window to tell a story. It's a lot harder than, say, like a 20-minute window. It's like trying to, like, condense Lord of the Rings into an hour-long episode. It's just kind of hard. I know there's a show going on right now, but I mean, the full movie condensed into an hour-long episode, like, there's things that are going to be cut out, because they have to.
0: Well, even the show is multiple episodes
1: exactly right 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 so it's even even that but yeah so nonetheless it started with pain two and i've always mentioned i want to do on a record and i completely, completely forgot about it and then we're in the studio and josh is like why don't we do like a multiple part song where we have like a repeated theme and i was like oh my god i completely forgot that i've always wanted to do this and he's like well let's just take pain remains and just move it like create the intro and create the outro we already have them it's like basically you already have the middle of the movie so figure out where it starts and figure out where it ends and i'm like okay that makes it a little bit easier but still doesn't solve any problem and plus pain remains well part two wasn't even finished either so all we really had was like the repeated theme that goes throughout all three songs which is the chorus of of that song uh i'm like so i still had to finish that one but yeah sure let's let's work out (laughs) let's work out the intro and the outro to, to this trilogy how the first one came about was different not different, but like sometimes how songs get written is while I'm trying to write another song, I will write a bunch of ideas that I'm just like, this doesn't fit, but now we have really, really good ideas that we can start another song around. So while, like I said, I was trying to finish Pain Remains 2, I was writing a bunch of riffs. I I was trying to figure out the intro to it. I was trying to figure out just some some other ideas I wanted to do with it. I just had so many ideas. I'm like, well, I don't need any of these things. So I was like, well, I have this stuff. And then uh, I showed Austin and I was like, you know, I've been sitting in this room, like banging my head against the wall. Working on those songs, I was at the lowest point I've ever been in a very long period of time. So that kind of why the songs sound the way they kind of do is just kind of what I was referencing earlier is just, um, just being in an emotional state. Now that was, I was not checked into myself, but it was like, it was very apparent that I'm just like, I'm going through it. Um, and I was just frustrated and I was just like angry. I was sad. I was just like, I literally was at the point where I was like, I'm going home and I'm quitting. Like I was just at a very, very, very low point, but I was just writing some ideas and I was like, whatever. And then I would just write some ideas and then just lay on the couch by myself because in Josh's studio setup, he has you know, multiple, multiple rooms and he has a studio B set up and they just lock me in a room by myself, which maybe not the best idea, but <laughs> that's the idea I called for. And then, uh, yeah. So then I wrote a bunch of ideas and then, uh, we then started putting that together. Then seeing all the pieces and, and we had some, some riffs, we had the, uh, the, the intro lead thing that we heard that, you know, into the first riff, uh, and then the first chorus. And then we had the outro and I was like, well, we just need one other thing. And then that's when the, the post-chorus, like kind of, uh, kind of alternate picking or like the, 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 the palm muted you know, accented riff kind of come through. And then and that was really about it. Um, I know it sounds like uh, making it sound really easy than, than it was, but it was I was writing all these parts for another song to finish. And then just kind of was like, well, this doesn't work. So let's just make a song out of that. And then knowing where we want to know the next song was going to made it really easy to finalize the first song because we like we know where this song is going we know what the next song is so we have to make sure that the that the ends match so that's pretty much how that was went to and then and then uh yeah that went to pain two and and by the time i was finishing up pain one I, I i had the riff that i needed to finish up pain two and then um and then started pain three and uh that was a little bit difficult because i wasn't really it wasn't leftover riffs like i like pain one was like kind of leftover riffs for that didn't make it for pain two pain three was the blank canvas so then uh that was definitely more of a challenge because i was like i don't have anything to reference off of other than like i know where this is ending but i don't have any of the meat and potatoes of, of the rest of the song but that was just uh that was put together basically just by kind of writing a structure in my head that i wanted and then kind of creating the mood with chord progressions throughout each individual part. So we would have like a verse, a pre-chorus, a chorus. I knew the structure already. So I was like, okay, does this co- chord progression go into this chord progression? Does this chord progression go into this one? Just to establish... Because I feel like for me, sometimes chord progression just establishes the mood of a part, and then it's the foundation you build the house on top of. And then that's kind of how Pain Remains 3 kind of came about, is, a, is just using... Core progressions and very basic melodies to establish a theme for each individual part of that, and then making sure those themes kind of work within each other. And then, uh, yeah, and then just adding in the the outro to that song to make sense of the whole thing in and of itself, at least from my standpoint.
0: <laughs> yeah. So as you're putting this together, you said you're in the studio with... Uh, who is your producer? Josh? Who is it? Josh Schroeder. Oh, okay. Cool. So you guys are putting this stuff together in real time with the producer. In Are you actually recording it as you're going was this during the actual album recording process or is this pre-pro
1: this is album recording process so basically how we had it set up was because how we work on a record is so different that we had this all set up that we can work on different like we can do different instruments at different times so say we had some songs finished we don't do all guitars at once it might be like okay we have the songs finished maybe we have some time, maybe Austin will do one or two songs and then I'll come and do guitars. And then while I'm working on another song, Will is maybe doing vocals, you know? So it's, it's kind of like, it's all really fluid. So, cause usually uh, um, albums we've always done, it's always been like, you do drums first. Then once drums are done, you do all guitars first. Then when all guitars are done, then you do vocals first, Uh, then you do vocals rather. So it just, and this time around was like, we don't want to do that because what happens is, is the stuff at the end kind of gets cut short because of the fact that you're limited with time, whereas you may end up taking too much time in the beginning with like doing all this drum stuff and all this guitar stuff that you like end up kind of kind of screwing yourself towards the end. So what we tried doing this time around was try setting up a recording process that we can anyone can kind of come in and come out as songs are being finished. So that's why I was in the other room in in, in the Studio B uh doing doing uh just kinda of writing stuff. So basically I was writing the riffs, finishing the songs, and then would take it a day or two to then go and record it.
0: Wow. That's a lot of pressure. Writing yeah. writing in the studio on the spot. Oh
1: yeah. It's we came in the studio with zero songs. <gasps> Um, we, had f- we had fragments of stuff we had parts but nothing was finished like it was like I said I came in with like Pain Remains 2 and like some other songs but literally nothing was finished like we had parts that like yeah like jump started the process of a song but like nothing was like hey we have like eight songs done we gotta like write two it was just like hey we have a million ideas that we don't know where they go so let's start writing the record
0: that's outrageous um, but oh it's yeah it, it is <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of pressure can also lead to some pretty amazing stuff that you wouldn't have done otherwise. I know for sure that that's. Um, al- although it's very scary and anxiety-inducing, sometimes you need that. Otherwise, you'll the songs will languish in your mind and you'll nitpick them for eternity. But
1: yeah, that's I do believe that um I, I believe as much as it's stressful and frustrating and like it definitely takes its toll on you to write a record that way there is a pro to it you know i think the circumstance itself was neutral and it's a matter of w- if you can look at it negatively being like this is awful this is so much pressure blah 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 or you can also look at it as like what is the pro from the situation and the pro is that like there's so many people that i know if you have this endless resource of time no songs ever get finished if you have no deadline it'll be like oh i've been working on the song for six months i'm like why are you working on a song for six months like just finish a song and write a thousand songs it's Six months. Like that's taking you're just wasting your time like perfecting it. I've had students that they're like, Yeah, I've been working the song for four months. I'm like, Oh, you've wasted literally three and a half months. And they're like, What do you mean? I was like, You could have finished the song like easily, like a lot quicker, and and then just write more songs. Like trying to perfect something is so invaluable. And and there's a line to be to 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 be had because some people may think that oh i want to like make it better and you can definitely make that improvements but there is a line to where you're just constantly looking for improvements out of fear out of it being imperfect rather than like just honestly being like yeah this part sucks i can make it better but like don't need to sit there and just like relish on this one song for days upon days upon days which is why like we'll bounce around and write multiple songs in the studio because like the moment we hit our head against the wall i'm not gonna sit there and just keep working away at this i will then switch gears and go let me work on this thing let me work on this thing let me work on that thing because like it's good to just work on different things at once at least for me just because it allows, you know, a fresh perspective and it just, uh, you know, it just kind of removes that perfectionism. Um, and I think just working in the studio like that, it, it, it silences the, the for me, the over-analytical part of myself where where you, you just start, you start thinking too much and, and you don't have time to second-guess yourself. It's purely instinctual and like, this feels good, this sounds good, let's go for it. And then in six months, you just go, this riff was dumb, like, oh, so be it. The end of the world is not going to happen because of a bad guitar riff. like I, And if it was the case, if that was the case, that's a world I want to live in. <laughs> you know, like... I want to take those odds because then the, then the world is doing pretty well. If, if if I wrote a bad guitar riff and it's like, oh, nope, it's going to implode. It's like, cool, this is a good utopian society at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we were depending on you to write the riffs and you blew it as the walls are crumbling some people look at us like that but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah realistically like i think that that pressure was 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 prevalent but there, that pressure was also good because it, again it gets you out of your head and, and it kind of forced you to go all right cool like we just gotta get a song done we gotta get a song done we gotta get a song done and um there's this um study and, and i've been kind of probably butchering it but the information is definitely like kind of interesting it was two groups they were um it was like a woodworking class and they were meant to make like a stool like a bar stool if you will or or a regular like wooden chair and group a had one month to make the perfect to make the best stool and group b only purpose was literally to make as many chairs or stools as possible like don't even worry about the quality just make as many as you as you want by the end of that month group b's chairs was that much better than group a's because the fact that they had more experience because the more chairs you make, the more you kind of go, shit, okay, cool. Like maybe I'll do this better, I'll maybe do that better. But when you're not finishing anything and you're just constantly trying to perfect something, you're not gaining any new experience, good or bad. So by constantly like writing songs, and why I tell when I used to teach, when I told students, like, you should write as many songs as humanly possible, is like, you'll gain that much more experience than just trying to perfect this one song. So being in the studio trying to write a whole record in five weeks, yeah, it, it kind of removes that whole uh, perfection, like overthinking stuff. Cause it comes to a point in time where you're like, I have. Have to say yes or no to something or just get it done, yeah. You know?
0: That is an absolutely golden nugget. I love that. Yeah. And I find that you'll finish something in the amount of time that you have to do it. Always. But how much time you've actually got to do it if you're not in a situation like yours where you I imagine you guys had that time crunch because you're touring you're doing the Mm -hmm. thing there's so all these other elements now like the average band doesn't necessarily have that pressure so you you kind of have to put that pressure on yourself or it's never going to come from anywhere but just thinking about it like that like you got to write a a billion songs and by the time you get to the end of doing all of those if the same amount of time that you would have spent trying to perfect this one song and just uh, pulling your hair out about it
1: yeah i used to be like because i was just a kid anyway when i was in school like the last day doing the book report so if my book report was due on monday sunday night i was doing it or even monday morning and like it's not like you only had one day to do it it was just like you had a whole month and you just wasted it so like you know that just kind of that behavior still exists i don't know i mean i've tried to change it every single time i go into an album like oh next album going to be so prepared but then like come to it and just like you know it doesn't work out that way but that's kind of the reason why I didn't get as much stuff done during quarantine because there was no deadline there's no pressure So I was trying to write a lot because everyone was during 2020 trying to be like productive and like, you're not being productive during this point in time. Like you're wasting your time. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm wasting my time. So I was trying to write, but like I had no purpose to write, which is why we end up doing the EP because I was like, I need to artificially create purpose and create a deadline that like I need to go to the studio. Otherwise, I'm just having this blue sky open ended thing where like I don't I can write as much as I want, but like there's no reason for it. But knowing that I have a deadline, we're going in the studio in November I have to finish stuff by this point in time, like it gave more of a, of a sense of urgency and a sense of like purpose, like, okay, now there's a reason why you need to finish songs. Not before being like, oh, you know, maybe I'll come up with a good idea and it'll turn into a song. It was more like now you have a purpose because like you actually going to record it. So having these deadlines is really helpful. And I think that's one of the big pros of like the music industry is that like, they are their perpetual deadline. They're like, you got to get this done because you have these tours at this time and you have to do this thing at this time and you have to do this at this time. It's like, so you don't have time to be like, oh, I'm gonna go to the studio and then And like, I'll come back in two months and then finish the record. It's like, you don't have time because you're going to be in the UK in in our instance. Um, So yeah, it was, it was, we had no choice but to finish it. So it really like kind of puts the metaphorical gun to your head and being like, you got to finish this right now. And it's like yeah like that 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 is how it is and 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 i've noticed when i didn't have that sort of like looming pressure i got nothing done and uh so maybe i artificially create the 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 stressful situation (laughs) because i know how how i work but yeah it's uh i think it's a i don't know a perspective that like i've been pondering a lot on since that time because i've just been like how did we get this crazy thing done like i don't even know how it made sense but i i do think that having this you don't have the ability to have an entire year to figure it out. Like you have five weeks to figure out a record. Like it just forced you to make decisions quick, go instinctually and, and, and just kind of go with it. And it seems to be that that was our MO for this record.
0: So, Tell me how it works sort of within the band as you're doing this. Like, you're saying you're you're in there, you're writing riffs, guitar parts, and, and orchestration and stuff. And then you've got Josh and the rest of the band. How does that work in terms of how you're logistically putting these songs together as you're going in the studio? Like, are you just handing off parts and being like hey what do you is it more democratic or or what
1: so pretty much me and austin austin's the the drummer of band uh have been writing songs together for a while now you know we've been writing multiple records that most people know of the band has been pretty much me and austin and it usually works in that sort of fashion and i think the best way that works because i think when we got into rhythm was i think the flow that normally does work it's just kind of gradually bringing people into the process so it'll start with me writing a bunch of ideas and then i'll go put like basic drums to it and then i'll be like hey austin what do you think of this and then we'll start kind of loosely arranging it and then by him adding drums to it maybe changes the feel or what i'm thinking of or just realistically just makes it sound more like okay cool i can see the picture a little bit better versus than me programming because i'm not a drummer i can give a basic idea of like, hey, I want this type of beat or this type of idea, but like realistically, he makes it sound more like him because he's a drummer, he thinks about drums differently than, than, than I would. And then from that point, I'll have basic orchestration and I'll give it off to Andrew. Andrew would then just refine it. So I would just be like, here's my chords, here's my MIDI, here's my like ideas you have the better libraries so just you will just go off and just work on the orchestration and and just being like hey i want this part and i'll just kind of just explain it to him i'll like i want more orchestral stuff or i'll be like i want more like synth stuff and even like the stuff i'm giving to him it's kind of paints enough a picture similar to drums like if you were like if i just gave it to you without any sort of reference you'd be like okay he's thinking more heavy synth pads and like really airy synths versus being like if i gave him something and all of a sudden it comes back with just like heavy choir and like horns you're like you'd miss the whole point but like it's similar to drums i can give what i'm thinking about on dr- like drums to Austin and without saying anything, he's, he can just refine to make it sound better. And same with Andrew. I'll just be like, here's kind of loose ideas. I want it to be more like this, more like that. And then he'll kind of kind of spend more time on that because that does take a lot of time that, that I don't really have in, in those moments. And then a lot of it is just kind of having Josh kind of come in and come out and like check up on the process and be like, what do you think of this? What does this work? Or he'll give perspectives or whatnot or, or he'll be there in the beginning when we're thinking of ideas or, you know, we just, it's just kind of, it's slowly bringing people in to the puzzle and then and then usually the last thing is just giving the song off to will because i've learned with vocalists they don't like things changing so they start writing lyrics and they're just like this is like like as if it's written in stone which it's not it's on a notepad on your computer but i'm not gonna address that Uh, (laughs) but like you know so i have learned that they don't vocalist vocalists will just write a song and they want it to be like kind of they don't want to change it so i don't really give the songs off to a vocalist until we've gone through that like we'll finalize it because if i just go hey this is like loose they'll start writing lyrics to that song and then the song changes and like everything changes for them and I'm just like okay I just changed one riff but whatever I'll just wait till the song's finished to give it to you so that's that's usually the the the, the approach um, generally speaking is it starts with me I, I, I then bring in Austin I then uh, while I'm bringing in Austin giving the orchestral stuff to Andrew and then once me and Austin kind of finish it kind of go over it with Josh and then we'll give it to we'll give it to the uh, give it to Will but usually once I kind of like get it to a point where it's like this is kind of finalized or close enough to finalize like we'll listen as a band and like we'll all like kind of give suggestions like usually like early on in the day in the studio we would be like let's see where everyone's at where does everyone want to go maybe we'd listen to like a song and be like what do we need to add to this or we might like have a conversation of it like before everyone got went to their prospective places in the studio to like work on stuff so it's a kind of a a a group process as well as it's kind of like slowly introducing people to the puzzle as it as it makes sense
0: that's cool you you've got a whole a whole little system and you can sort of not outsource because it's within the band but uh what's the word sort of delegate yeah yeah that's really great to hear i I think a lot of a lot of people who are like the primary songwriter in a band they can be very precious about they're like no i gotta do all these things like i have an idea i gotta orchestrate the whole thing you you get an idea and then you're like here you go take take this and make it better
1: yeah i mean cuz i think the essence and the idea is there like cuz the chords the melody and all that is there so i don't need to like for me that's most of what i care about and then i will just maybe come in and i'll hear what andrews doing and i'll just like check up on it and i'll be like no 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 this is like too much of that like maybe just maybe just make it more just like held out notes versus like jumping out staccato like strings or whatever maybe like or maybe it'd be like just follow the melody of the guitar with staccato strings to just to reinforce it so like again communication's really important so yeah, I have that sort of precious mentality, but like I also know that I don't have time to sit there and just obsess over like articulation on a violin because that's just taking me away from finishing other songs. So I was like, you know what this is more important that like if I just communicate to him, he's actually a lot better at it than than I am. He has he's been spending more time with these libraries. I just know what I hear in my head and I just kind of like just go, let's make this happen. But I give him enough of a starting point to be like anyone who has worked with stuff like that could work with that, I think. It's enough of like a of a jump start of like, cool, here's the chorus, here's the melody, here's the riff, here's the drums. Like you have enough of a picture to be like, cool, I can I can kind of work with this. And then again, I'll just kind of come in and check up on that. And same thing with like lyrics and vocals. I'll kind of come in and be like, what's what's going on with this? Or maybe this is too much vocal or whatever it is or, or what's the theme right here maybe you know dial it back because that's, that's what i was thinking so it's a lot of communicating delegating and then just doing your due diligence as a person to just check up on it and, and just go okay like what's going on with this or what's going on with that versus like i'm a very con- very much a control freak anyone in the band would admit that but i've had to learn during this process to learn when to let go and trust others as well as you can still have your vision be uh there and 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 be art- uh what's the word i'm looking for uh articulated and still not have to do every step to the letter you i can also just kind of check in and be like just inspire or lead them in a way and just be like this is what i'm thinking and and that kind of helped me during this process especially when you only have five weeks like if i didn't delegate that record would not get done
0: so i mean this is pretty common in i think in this sort of style of music as opposed to i don't know something a bit more straightforward and traditional to have sort of unusual song structure not really unusual but outside of the sort of typical pop sort of thing verse chorus verse you guys seem to somehow have all of those sorts of basic elements but then also are stepping outside of it in a very interesting way do you have a particular way that you think about the structures of these songs outside of that
1: so i like structured of songs right most of the music i listen to most music that i enjoy like i've realized i like structure because it makes more sense it allows you to understand what the artist is trying to convey you know it's kind of like watching a movie you want it to flow and make sense like it needs to go you know from beginning middle to end doesn't need to but like again when you have these like stories where they jump around different like Time points like you're just like I have no I'm kind of lost right now and and I I don't want the listener to be lost I want the listener to be able to be like I get the point they're trying to make so I, that's kind of why I've been more drawn towards structure but knowing that I try to learn how to vary structure if you know the rules you know how to break the rules um, so I know okay how do I switch up the structure what can I do to kind of like throw a curveball into it okay maybe doing something like this here or doing or uh, doing this here or doing that here or like what do we do on the last song maybe doing this here doing that instead like so i think by knowing what the rules are again for me it's knowing how and when you can break the rules and also knowing what you have done allows you at least allows me to add variation to what i haven't done yet so if we haven't done a song with like a really long elaborate outro it's like okay cool Like now i know i need to add something like that because we haven't done that because the other songs are like more in this vein or if we do a song that has like half chorus followed by two choruses at the end it's like maybe this time around maybe the chorus only happens twice and like later in the song or 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 maybe like only doing these sort of things so like by switching up just like the simplicity of it uh just the simplicity of like how often these parts happen how often it repeats when it repeats when in the song does it repeat when these things happen like and then using other things to kind of mess with that i think is is kind of how i go about doing this so i do like the traditional structure and then i just try to like put in jam in these other pieces to kind of separate the structure a little bit, but still feel like it's cohesive.
0: You've got a lot of elements to work with, I think. Uh, yes. <laughs> having the stuff like orchestration, yeah. I th- honestly, even just any kind of element outside of the guitar bass drums and vocals typical rock format it gives you almost this license to go a little bit nuts if you've got a melody for example you can you know have a section where the everything drops out it's just orchestration playing this melody and and it's not going to feel like a wasted space dead air or something so i just really like that shit I'm, I'm really into orchestration and synths and stuff i love that um adding this these layers and stuff so um i really like that element would you say that you <laughs> that part of it makes it easier or harder to write the songs? The orchestration? We'll call it additional elements.
1: So for me, like a lot of the post-production stuff, like what, you know, like all the orchestration, all the, you know, all that stuff, like it really is just reinforcement of guitar and drums. So it's not like they're doing counter things to it. It's just like, these are already themes that exist. Like, And it's it just, it's working in tandem with it. So to me, it's more so just kind of having more people scream something than just one person. <laughs> you know, like if you it, like for, for instance, like I guess the best example I can give is just, we got off that Parkway drive tour and watching them like play every night was insane because you would hear the whole room screaming, singing the sing along to the chorus of a song, right. Versus just, Winston just like doing the vocals in a microphone to me it's that much more impactful having everyone doing the same thing at once and just sound that much bigger and i just feel like that's how i use orchestration and synths is just like kind of reinforcing the guitars and reinforcing what is actually going on or or maybe we'll use like the percussive side of the orchestration to reinforce like drums or impacts or whatever it may be so it's it's there to support it's not there to take away but then usually when we do have moments where it's just orchestration it's it's more so just taking everything out of that but it already exists and just like now having this thing shine through but it it was already existing it's just kind of more so now just taking things away from it but to me i just see it as 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 a supporting character to reinforce what you're already saying
0: is there anything that you did on this album that you've never done before on any previous song
1: well i guess the three-part thing was was not something we've never done before like that for sure is something that i've always wanted and never got to do i think that is a big one um for sure is just writing a long piece of music um outside of that the demand of every song having a guitar solo is something that i've never done before uh and that was something that i pushed myself to do for my own reason i was like and you know, past albums would be like, all right, cool. I'll do like maybe like half songs will have them, you know, like five songs or maybe like whatever, whatever it may be. But I was this time around, I was like, I want to really like give myself a moment to shine um, and challenge myself to just have like a moment for for me to 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 have a solo on every song. And uh, I was like, all my great heroes did it, so if I want to follow in their footsteps, and I I kept saying everyone because like I would have like other people who don't play like guitar be like, why would you do that many solos? I was like, well, if Eddie Van Halen did it, like you shut up because no one knows who you are. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so basically, I don't even know if it's even true or not, but that's what I was saying because I was just tired of drummers telling me why I have guitar solos. I'm like, you take forever to set up your kit. I don't care. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so basically, yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, let me have this. Like this. you guys, t- I have to carry around your kit. I got to make sure that this thing that I didn't buy, I got to make sure it's like together. Uh, for some reason, I got to pack it up in the trailer. So you know what? For all that stuff I got to deal with, I'm doing a 16 bar solo, and you're gonna play a shit beat to it and uh you're not gonna do anything about it (laughs) so so realistically like that was something that was a challenge for me that I always wanted to do um but realistically the big challenge was doing this like three-part trilogy that was like something I'm like super super proud of
0: and you're writing these solos also in the studio yeah
1: that I'm not doing that that thankfully I have learned how to record my guitar solos at home oh okay so I can take the time so that was grateful for that because if I had to do the guitar solos in the studio they wouldn't be as good and I guess we don't need to do them in the studio because while we're doing like mix notes and like we're going back and forth with mixes like i can take the time to do that because the, the album's not fully finished and mixed and master and stuff like that so i basically give myself the deadline of once the album's like mix and mastered, like the guitar solos need to be done so it gives me like more time to be like cool the album's not done yet so i could still take more time doing these solos because like i've written solos in the studio and it's just like stuff you come up with on the spot versus like i now can like take the time to like try things out and and, and just kind of go oh okay i want to do this i want to try this i want to do that and then um but this time around was like a little bit of a hybrid of doing stuff at home but then i me and austin went back to the studio to Finish up the record where instead of us going back and forth mixing, we stood over Josh's shoulder to like explain the stuff so we don't have to sit there and go back and forth in emails and he has to render it down. And we have to do this, like mm-hmm. that just takes so long, versus we would just be over his shoulder just explaining stuff and it just work so much quicker. And while we're doing that, I was finishing up solos in the studio. Uh, so I went back in April to do that. But if, if we didn't do that, I'd still do solos at home, um, and while we're still waiting for the record to be to be mixed and mastered.
0: Can you talk a little bit about? How you go about writing a guitar solo?
1: Oh, that is the worst time ever for me. That is like because the fact that I don't have an audience, not that I don't have an audience, I don't have anyone there like being like over my shoulder, like sometimes that's really hard. So it's just basically being by myself in front of my computer. I've learned different habits. So the first thing I usually start doing now is just, uh, I will like kind of write some licks that I'm like, this sounds cool, I like this, I'll just kind of just spend some time writing licks just free form writing licks or whatever okay i need to write like a, a half bar lick a full bar you know lick or whatever it may be just just kind of just trying things out and then i'm like then eventually i'll be like this sounds cool so i have a whole like bank of just all these like ideas that i think are cool for for this solo. it doesn't really work if anyone saw my working session i usually have like a bunch of muted tracks underneath that i'm like okay i'll try this out here this doesn't work i'll drop it down here Or i'll try this here this doesn't work i'll drop it down here so i have a bunch of stuff just like stored in place in case i want to use it um and then another thing i do is i just improv poorly over it and just kind of just because sometimes you may come up with stuff that you wouldn't think about and you you just may organically come up with stuff and that sometimes helps me with flow so I'll, i know okay maybe what i came up with isn't cool but at least i know i want a more like long held out like melodic phrase and then maybe i want to have like a really fast over here that follows this kind of you know theme is it a, is it is it an ascending alternate picking lick is it a, is it a descending like arpeggio thing is it a sequence arpeggio thing like yeah maybe what i played improv isn't right but at least i kind of know like the direction if you will kind of similar to a song like i don't want i want to have the direction and then just kind of like rinse and repeat and then thankfully like i can send stuff to my band and it's really helpful to be like am i lost in the sauce does this sound cool and they'll be like yeah or like or josh will be like this doesn't sound cool or whatever it is or like this is like you can maybe do something cooler here and sometimes i don't listen actually usually i don't listen um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like it's basically like it's doing that it's kind of coming up with like i work I, i i attack the problem from like all angles like the problems in the middle and i attack it for like from all angles of the circle and just you know approach it from improving. i then will like just write a bunch of licks like that may not even make it into the song and then maybe make it into another song and just kind of just work on just writing licks i also then will like i do a lot of um transcription so i will learn a lot of other people's solos to kind of like pick their brain a little bit um not that i'm taking their ideas but kind of just like okay i like this melody like what is going on what are the intervals that are going against this chord so oh maybe that's just the thing that i want to like add to it is maybe using this using more this interval than anything else. And that's, so I also do a lot of that. And then just sending feedback for people. Cause like, sometimes when you're just locked in that tunnel vision, that hole, like you have no perspective. And sometimes it's good to just ask people that you trust, like, what do you think about this? And like it's good to ask my band, but it's also good to ask people outside of the band because they're not as attached to it. So I like to ask other guitar players, like, does it sound cool? And and then that's something I usually do. I don't really show like friends because like that like don't really do music because like they'll be like, this is sick. I'm like, that doesn't help me. Like you're just also my friend. Um but yeah, realistically, like I just basically do a lot of that when I write my solos.
0: Oh, tra- transcriptions. Yes. That's something that is I think is super undervalued. And when people ask me the the number one way to get better at songwriting i always tell them like to learn what other people are doing like really in depth and get it all down in some in some sense um so uh is that something that you've uh always done or is that a uh, something that you started doing more for learning solo or just for solos specifically
1: i've uh i yeah i definitely think transcription's big it's something that like i sucked at and i still suck at like i don't i oh, I, I hate it it's hilarious. a drag because i'm i'm like awful at at, at at it um it takes me forever i use um this app called transcribe which you can just pull up a thing and then you can just like loop a section and i'll just be like looping like one note and i'm like i what note is this on guitar i'm trying to figure this all out so i'm not really that good at it i've kind of done it in and out throughout the years um i think more recently like within during the ep did i realize the validity of it like i think I was doing it years ago, but when I gained something, it was like very unconscious. Um, this time around, it's like way more conscious aware of what I was doing. Um, so during the EP, when like during like 2020 and like I was, you know, transcribing some stuff and learning people's songs and doing that stuff, and then I was like, "Oh, like I see how this is like coming through, like you know, whatever it is." But yeah, doing like solos was the same thing. I remember when I was working on solos for the EP because that was that was I also did that at home. I basically was uh, transcribing other people's songs, and to the point where like to the letter where I was transcribing and like tabbing out Guitar Pro, being like, "Oh yeah, this is like this tempo, and they're playing like this section is like 16 notes," and it just helps me like visually see what is going on on like a solo that I like. And then I saw like how it was helped me like be inspired to write like new licks. Cause like, again, how everyone plays the guitar is different than how you do. And like for them, that may be, may be a default, but for me, that's a cool thing that I never thought about. And it's just cool to kind of, it feels like almost like Neo in the matrix when he's just getting like, in like all these things, like these skills, it feels like the same way. It's just like, you know, I don't, play the guitar the way that someone else does, but maybe the way that they're playing it, if I learn how to do it, it might inspire me to do something that I wouldn't do, or just maybe just approach the, what I already do in a different in a different light. So it's something that I, I try doing. I want to do more often um, after this record. I want to do it way more often because I didn't have as much time from when the EP was done to this record. But this time around, I want to like spend a lot of time transcribing stuff, learning stuff. And and, and uh, just because it just helps you grow as a musician, helps you see... Like I always like to know why i like what i like and i think transcribing something is really helpful different than tabs because like transcribing you have to like sit there and like do it and to me it's like making sense of why you like what you like allows you to create i think in my opinion because if you just like go i like this riff and then you transcribe it and then you like analyze it look under the microscope and just see everything that's kind of going on then you know like and then if you go okay why do i like this you have all the parameters all the ingredients of why you like it it's just kind of like if you were cooking and you're like i like this chicken and you're like all right well why do you like this chicken it's like well i don't know it tastes good And then once you like dial everything back it's like oh they're using this spice or this ingredient or whatever it is that like makes this thing taste better well now i know why i like it so now i know it, i I want to implement like this said thing and that's kind of the way that i see transcription and, and, and applying it to writing is like seeing things that people are doing and just kind of not like ripping them off but just trying to understand what's going on and like why you like it and 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 then taking that like that philosophy and, and finding a way to run it through yourself.
0: Do you have any kind of uh, formal training? Are you a theory head at all? Do you know much uh, music theory and all that kind of stuff? And if so, where did you pick all that up
1: just from different guitar players that actually went to school for it? So I took a lot of lessons. I still take lessons. I think uh, not recently, obviously, but I still love taking guitar lessons um, just because I think that you can always learn more. And again, seeing professional athletes still have like coaches, and they're like, you know, like for different areas of their of their playing, you know, uh, in the offseason, they'll go to like a, a skills and conditioning if like basketball or whatever it may be. And we'll work on your weak points. I think the same thing works for teachers. It's like I, I go to guitar teachers and I take lessons with anyone that's willing to be available, anyone that I'm trying to pick their brain. And and a lot of and sometimes it's people that have gotten formal training, uh, sometimes it's from through people that they've gotten formal training through. Like it, it's um, yeah, that's usually how I learn a lot of that. I also watch a lot of videos online, um, and pick up stuff, uh, and everything else like that. But yeah, it's not like formal. I didn't go to school for it. Um, but yeah, I, I do my own my own personal study. Uh, and then I also like have lessons with teachers and stuff like that.
0: Awesome. Let me reset a little, a little bit. What would you say was your favorite song on the, on the album to write? Maybe not your favorite one in the end, but the favorite that you, for the process
1: there's different ones for different reasons. So I don't, I don't know if I can answer one, but is it cool if I tell all the stories? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Obviously I'm going to say the pain trilogy just cause like that, just like an insurmountable, and I'm sure everyone listening is probably like so tired of me talking about pain remains, but I'm sorry to me at this point, this is like, I think not even myself, but the rest of the band just like thing. We're the most proud of is to do something like that at that level is something that I'm just really proud of just from tackling, just having this, my something I've always wanted to do for years and you finally accomplish it. Like I feel really, really good. I would say that's a huge thing that I, that I enjoy just like seeing the final result being like, holy shit, we did this. Um, one of the most fun songs to write, I would say, Purely Egoic was um, Into the Earth, because I wrote that in a day. And uh, that was the first song I kind of pretty much closely—the closest song to being finished for the record. Um, We had a writing session—we had two writing sessions with Josh. Um, One was in uh, June, just to kind of—we didn't write anything, so I was like, let's just start the writing process with you and just see what kind of comes about. And then we had one in September as we're, like, literally— Starting tour. So we had like a writing session that right finished that writing session, go right into tour. And by the second writing session, we didn't have any songs finished. And I was like really frustrated. Everything I was coming up with, I thought was like shit. So I was just in a bad mood that day. I was in a just like, I was like, this has been days. We had one whole writing session, got nothing. I got time in between that, got nothing. Like a few days here, I got nothing. So I remember I was just like, just feeling it was written all over my face. Everyone could see me. I remember I walked around, um, I walked around uh, his neighborhood. Uh, for like an hour and a half, just like listening to music, like listening to just like, just trying to like, basically like narcissistically hyping myself up. Like, literally just, like, being, like, there's nobody better than you. Like, just purely, like, psychotic, like. And I needed that at that point in time because I was also beating myself down to a pulp of just, like, you're worthless, you're nothing, you suck at guitar. So, like, you need to, like, balance that out to be, like, you're God's gift to this instrument. Like, so you basically had to, like, kind of balance yourself out. And I walked in just, like, tunnel vision, closed the door, wrote the song in six hours. And that is one of the—that's the probably the most challenging song on the record. And I busted it out in six hours, and I was just, like— sick like this is awesome it's the most like punch you in the face song that I'm like hyped about and yeah I'm just like super proud of that just because like I was at a very very like just defeated point and then just had to just basically become just like a sociopath to be like I finished the song check it out and I did it all by myself because like I just wrote all the drums I wrote like the orchestration I did all of that stuff like yeah some things weren't like 100% refined we like adjusted a little bit like in like when we went to the studio in in November but for the most part like it was just like all on my shoulders and I just like just busted it out and I was like this is sick I felt really really like just proud of myself and then I think the opening track the record was just like a lot of fun to write as a And, um, that was a song that I kind of just like started working on and then kind of put on the, on the back burner while trying to finish other songs. And then, um, yeah, we just started putting it together and this is when, during the writing process where like the were during the recording process, the first two weeks, like we would leave the studio at like eight or nine and then we would just go home and just like go to bed or you know, go to bed, hang out, whatever. We didn't take work home with us. But then it got to the point in time where we had to like start taking home taking work home with us. So we started having to work like after after hours. And and uh this was like one of the first songs we were working after hours. And literally, like me, Austin and and Moke were just like up till like four in the morning, just like writing dumb breakdowns. Cause all we had to do was basically we had the structure figured out, we were just like we to put breakdowns in this and we were just up just having the time of our life just like adding Sub drops every bar and just waking up every neighbor in like Bay City, Michigan because we had the windows open, just blasting just like nonsense out of it. And I was like, "This is sick. This is just a lot of fun." Just to be with your boys and just like writing a song at like three, four o'clock in the morning, just like. And it's also like one of the most obnoxious songs on the record. So I'm just like, it was fun to do. Honestly, like when I think about that, like I had like a lot of the pieces, a lot of like the the riffs and the and the structure. We just kind of like finish it by putting these like we want to put breakdowns here and we want to put these heavy riffs here. But it was just just to be with your boys just like just going off and then came in the next day and we we're like hey we have a song finished and he was like wait josh was like wait what and we we're like yeah we have a whole song finished and it was just like i was hyped on it honestly it was just a lot of fun just to be like just i don't know just chilling with your boys just writing a song and just like laughing about it and just i don't know just a fun process sometimes and sometimes it's good to get into that moment where you're just like with your friends and just having a good time and i know we don't do enough as a band because of the the way we wrote the record but like that was the one song where i felt like we were just hanging out writing a song
0: that's awesome and as i listen to it now i'm gonna picture that um oh
1: yes so we basically were across the street from this hospital and like bay city michigan is not like some crazy place like it's just the middle of nowhere michigan it's like a small town and like we're just having it's the window open it's like three in the morning just like just blasting these (laughs) blasting this stuff just like dying laughing because we're i don't know probably on two hours of sleep and just losing your mind you know you know when you've just been in a room with your friends for mm-hmm. so long you're just laughing at like literally anything like that's what we're that's literally where we're at and, and yeah you're yeah, purely delirious you know not getting any sleep you're like having cabin fever and you're just laughing at literally everything and anything and then just finishing that song which like if you listen to that song it's not like hilarious but like it has it that's it was just fun to put that song together so
0: that sounds like a total hoot i think that that can be a much more enjoyable way to go about the process with other people it doesn't always uh have the best final product sometimes yeah, you know a, too much compromise can lead to uh, I don't know a, a little bit of a art by committee thing but sometimes you mm-hmm. get something that's so much better than you would have written it just alone in your in front of your computer or whatever. and I think a lot of people get into bands for that for the the camaraderie writing songs together hanging out so it's always nice to hear about that because these days so much of it is just sitting in front of your computer by yourself programming all of the things
1: yes so it was cool like sitting around a com- like because i mean a lot of times we do write songs we do sit around a computer like some you know sometimes it's like it'll be you know it'll be like me and Austin sitting around the computer and like it's just fun to have the camaraderie especially when you're like a lot of this record i was like my by myself so it was nice having that like companionship working on a song sometimes and i think it just made it fun and then sometimes like you want to be left alone to be like let me just like hash this out by myself i don't want like an audience right now i don't want people to be like no no, no that's good or no no that sounded great and you're like no no no, like yeah. fuck off like leave me alone let me figure this, let me figure this out like i I love you to death but like let me just go through my emotions real quick like even if it ends up becoming the same thing that you suggested like let me just have my moment and um it, yeah it, it's cool to have that camaraderie and I think we had a lot of that and we just enjoyed each other's company and thankfully that's how we made it through the records because like love being around each other and it's just fun being around each other it's like you're writing music with your best friends and then uh people seem to listen to it so it's like it's a it's a kind of a dream come true is, is when I think about it, it's just like it's all I wanted to do and be in a band was just being just hang out with my friends and just go play shows and that's what I do now but yeah it's so it's, so it's nice to have the camaraderie when you're writing songs where you actually actually doing that versus like just hey I finished this thing and you just like let me airdrop you this to you and then they'll be like all right I finished this thing let me airdrop this to you and you're like all right cool this doesn't it doesn't feel like a fun process versus like
0: <laughs> nobody joins the band because of airdropping like, No, exactly. like oh, can't no wait here. to be in a band so that we can airdrop each other ideas
1: yeah where's where's the where's the the tube screamer like flash drive so we had this like tube screamer flash drive that like we put stuff on and like give it to people so that not enjoyable to be like oh i need the the tube screamer flash drive right now to to work on drums to the song or oh i need that back so i can go finish the guitars to the song it just like it feels very like um office like and it's just not as enjoyable versus like it's so it's nice just to be around one computer where you and your friends are just just losing your mind
0: <laughs> well that uh that makes me pretty stoked to hear to hear yeah. about. I like hearing stories like that. It's stuff like this, why I started the podcast. And I think that's a, a pretty good spot to uh, to wrap it up. Um, I've really enjoyed he- hearing all of this stuff about your process, about the band, how you guys work. I Especially, I think, because actually, it's v- very different from how most of the bands i've had on work really yeah if you can believe it like i honestly the, the reason that i started this i tell everybody this is because i assumed that the way that i wrote songs was basically the same as how everybody went a- about it and after i talked to a couple of people i was like oh my god the, the, everybody does it completely differently the uh, i mean it's been uh, all over the place like so far there have been some bands who write collabor very collaboratively. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, I don't think anyone has told me that they wrote it entirely in the studio, almost entirely in the studio, <laughs> like that in such a short period of time. Um, so that's that's really super interesting to me because, I, like, I the final product is. Is amazing and of course it's thank you you know it's um I, you don't hear that in it necessarily This it doesn't sound rushed or like that there was this pressure or whatever but it's um it's totally awesome so anyway all that to say that uh i think people out there listening will uh love hearing this perspective on trying something like that like maybe just doing something to put the pressure on and really get it cooking because you can get something amazing out of it
1: that is the big thing to gain from all this is like that your excuse of why you can't finish a song is irrelevant all i'm gonna say is that if it takes you that long to write a song you're doing something wrong um and i think that and i'm not saying and and this also goes to me because if i sit there and write a song in three months it's do something different adam you're 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 messing up you're thinking too much just just go with your gut who cares the world's not going to end uh if you if you write a bad song like i promise you i literally i mean and until it comes to a point in time when you write a bad song and all your possessions are being taken away from you, then maybe that that pressure isn't important. But if it just means you write a bad song and then someone on in, on the internet who doesn't have a profile picture says your band sucks, like it's cool, like it's it's it's, it's honestly okay, like, like that's perfectly fine. Someone with a private profile and anime picture just goes, "You suck." It's just like that's cool. I probably do. I'm gonna write another song. and You're not gonna stop me. Um, and you're gonna listen to it. I just out of spite, and I love li- I love living for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think just put a little bit of pressure. Maybe this is extreme in the other direction of like too much pressure, but like the pressure is valuable because it causes you to make decisions. And then it's just trial and error. And if you if you write a bad song, like who cares? Like who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter. Like you can literally write your wrong. That's a, that's literally my philosophy. Is that like every album. That we do now is just writing our mistakes from the past and i think that's just kind of part of the human discovery anyway just like you're just constantly growing you're just trying to undo what you did wrong before anyway so why not albums on the same path? look at stuff that you're like you cringe listening to being like okay i gotta get better at this i gotta get better at this i get better at this and just it's just the same process and, and and who cares like write a bad song honestly just go ahead and write a bad song for the sake of it like what difference does it make
0: the bad song challenge <laughs>
1: it is actually a challenge it's uh writing for the waste bin is a challenge it's writing a bad song writing a bad song knowing that you're gonna throw it out
0: i fucking put that in my songwriting course no joke that's fucking awesome to hear that other people have uh, have done that i write it i called it write it and throw it away
1: yeah it's like that's a thing i saw i read it somewhere i forget who it was it was i saw an interview with someone and it was like called like write for the waste bin and it's basically write knowing that it's like not gonna Like, make it anywhere. And, like, it kind of removes that pressure of, like, oh, my God. Like, are people going to think this is good? It just kind of just, you know you're going to throw it out. And you laugh at it. And who cares?
0: Awesome. Well, on that note, thank you so much for taking the time today. Congratulations on your huge success. Everybody who's watching this, go and listen to the new album, Pain Remains. It's out Friday. This coming Friday, October 14th. Don't miss it. Oh, my God. I mean, it'll if you miss it, it'll still be out.
1: Yeah, it's still there. (laughs) But (laughs) but thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And if you don't listen to the record, just listen to the record.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um is there anything that you uh wanna pump? You guys got some tours and stuff coming up.
1: Yeah, so we have a few dates left that aren't sold out on this upcoming tour. Um so if you are in Texas you can get some tickets. Um if you do live in Texas actually do get tickets, uh, because. that's the only ones that I sold out so come out if you don't see us then you have to wait to see us uh later date but if not listen to the record watch all the videos and tell all your friends about us because i like making people mad to keep seeing about the band so <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right dude well thank you so much and uh i will talk to you real soon all right all right take care all right thank you so much to adam and lorna shore um this was super fun like I said, I love hearing about this stuff. I was honestly surprised by so many things that he said in this. So thank you all for watching and listening. I do this every Monday right here on the, on the YouTube channel as a live stream. And then it becomes a regular old audio podcast. Uh, for example, this one will probably be up on Wednesday. Um, every Wednesday, new audio podcasts are released. Huge thanks to our sponsor, DistroKid, the best way to get your music on the internet. Check out the link in the description to get 7% off your first year. If you make music, you gotta have DistroKid. Next week, folks, next week's guest is Ginger. One week from today, the mighty Ginger on the podcast. Just, uh, you're definitely gonna wanna be here and hang out for that, is all I can say. So, Thank you again. I will see you all very soon.